Church, everybody. Hey, let's just go ahead and say that. Everyone on, uh, here's how you say it, okay? Vinsta Witterbook. All right, can we just get that out there? That's tonight's, that's, that, that's the whole talk tonight, all right? Vinsta Witterbook. Let's go ahead and say that. One, two, three. Let's say it a little slower. You got to like work it out a little bit. So Vinsta Witterbook. If you want to use your hands, Mary, you can. It's cool. Vinsta Witterbook. One more time. It's four social networks. Guess what they are? You made it up. You can't do that. That's not fair. Okay, heck, check it out. Um, we are uh, in a series right now, obviously, called Fiction. If you haven't been here, I encourage you to uh, go online and, and listen to um, the podcast. But uh, tonight is called Vinsta Witterbook. But before we get into all that and, and what all that means, uh, I want to take a survey, easy survey. All you have to do is raise your hand if you, the answer is yes and not if the answer is no. How many people in the room, and again, if, if you don't raise your hand, we're not judging you, okay? Uh, how many people in the room uh, would say that you own a smartphone? Raise your hand. Some sort of smartphone. Okay, it's cool. Um, I'm not going to debate on which one's better, um, iPhone. Um, uh, how many people would say they have a Facebook, Twitter, Vine, Instagram, Snapchat, Kick, Tumblr, any of the things I just mentioned? Raise your hand. Pretty much everybody. Okay. How many people have an email address? Amen. See, we're broad tonight. We're not just narrowing it. Okay, how many people have seen a movie in the last week? Raise your hand. Netflix, anybody? Anyone watch Netflix in the last week? Oh, yes. Amen. How many people have watched TV in the last four hours? Raise your hand. Four hours? How about this one? How many people have listened to music other than Ben and the band there in the last two hours? How many people are listening to music right now? You just see this one guy back there jamming. He doesn't even know I'm talking to him. Uh, how many people uh, would own a, say they own a computer? Okay, you get the point. Every single person in the room. And last week we talked about dating. If you want to go back and listen to that, we basically talked about, uh, it was awesome. We talked about dating and what the Bible says. And we didn't hate on anybody. We were just honest what the Bible says. And that is tonight, all right? But tonight's uh, 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 fiction, if you will, and let me re just recap that, what we're even saying when we say that, if you're new. We're in a series called Fiction. Here's what we're saying. There are tons and tons and tons and tons of lies that we believe all the time. And I'm included in that. The leaders are included in that. We live in a culture that feeds us things and they say, this is true. This is fact. You need to believe this. You need to base your life off this. And here's what we do. We either say yes and live by that or we say, no, that's, that's fiction. I don't, I don't believe that. That's not true. Every one of us. And forever, as long as you live, that is going to be the case because we live in a fallen world. And here's what happens. We walk through areas of life where they say, this is true for you. You should believe this. And we have to decide, is this true or is this fiction? And so tonight, um, hopefully, is going to be very, very practical for you. Tonight, we're kind of tackling this, this, this media, technology, entertainment culture that we live in. And here's why I did that whole thing in the beginning is because every person in the room is affected by it. Kind of like last week, we said not every person is dating right now, but every person wants to, in some point in their life, date. That's just human nature. God made us that way. We want to, to, uh, to have a relationship in some form or fashion. And guess what? That's the same with this. We live in a culture, 2013, where it's just everywhere. More than any other time in the history of the world, we are advanced technologically. And so it would be unwise for us in a series about listening to lies and figuring out what's true in areas of our lives, it would be unwise for us to not say, hey, let's just take a week and talk about 
technology and media. And here's what, again, I want to preface. We are not, here's my iPhone, iPhone 5. I haven't upgraded to 5C or 5S. Um, I love this thing. I'm on Twitter. I tweeted during the message. I mean, I tweeted during worship because some worship was happening up here that was awesome. So I tweeted about it, okay? I love all that stuff. We're not saying go home and close all your accounts and throw your computer out the window, okay? We're not going Amish, okay? Can we just say amen for that, okay? We're not going Amish, okay? I want you to know that because I don't want you to tune out. Like, okay, technology's the devil. Here we go. This is what we're going to hear. It's church. No, I love technology, but what we need to do is instead of just listening to our culture and taking cues from our culture, we need to know as 7th through 12th graders, even as a 27-year-old and the leaders in the room, man, what, what am I going to live by? When it comes to this world that's just feeding me stuff in this area, what, what's my standard? And so that's what we want to do tonight. And so Hopefully tonight will be very practical. My son Bryce is four. He just turned four on Sunday. If you're new to Refuge, get used to me talking about my kids because that's how we roll. Uh, but Bryce is, is a product, not even, even you guys aren't as much of a product of technology as he is going to be. He's four years old and even when he was three, um, he would say this. I'd call him on the phone, you know, old school, like actually talk on the telephone. And uh, he'd say, hey, dad, you got Wi-Fi so I can FaceTime you? It's my, my three-year-old son. And I'm like, the first time he said it, I was like, what? What are we teaching this child? Again, Wi-Fi's not bad. FaceTime's not bad. But Bryce, he can barely say his name. He goes, hey, Dad, um, you got Wi-Fi? I need FaceTime. You want to see your face. I'm not, this, this voice call thing is a little outdated. I need to see your face. Um, we're all in this together, okay? We called, that's what we called this message in 2010 because, um, because uh, what's that movie called? High School Musical. Clay's like, duh. Uh, we, we, we. We, uh, we were all up on that. We're all in there. Yeah, Clay? Okay, cool. No, nothing. Um, we are all in this together. This is something, this is just life in 2013. Uh, and, and here's why we believe this is important. It's because I believe in any, the, more than any other time, we're just hearing a lot of things and we don't really know what to do with it. We don't really know, is this true? Is this, is this false? Everyone says, this is what I should be posting. This is what I should be listening to. This is what I should be watching. This is what I should be kind of getting myself into in this world of media and technology. It would be unwise for us to say, let's, let's grab the Bible and let's see what God has to say about it. Let's not let the culture dictate what God's word says. Let's let God's word dictate how we interact with the culture. And so what we want to do is... Uh, um, we want to look at a lie and a truth tonight. But real quick, we're going to look at some stats because maybe you're not there yet. You're like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not there. I don't believe that I'm, I'm, I'm like totally into 2013 technology. How many people have ever been in a conversation with somebody and this is them? So, dude, yeah, it was crazy. I was going here, blah, blah. And you're just like, they're just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, sorry, somebody posted a really funny vine. Sorry. Um, and then you're like, I'm trying to have a conversation with you. You ever been there? Me? Let's show that picture of the people. How many people, this is your friends when you're walking? Right there, you see that? That's a real picture. I just Googled uh, people on cell phones. That was like the first one that came up, okay? That's us. Have you ever been at a table, maybe with your family even, and like it's dinner time and everyone's supposed to be talking, and I'm just as guilty as this, but everyone's just like this. It's like silent. Nobody's saying a word to each other. We're all like talking on like social media and all that. Here's the deal. That's the truth. So I looked up, how much do we use our cell phones? Um, it's a lot. And so what I want to do is I want classroom participation here. If you, um, if you uh, say that, I'm going to give you some numbers here. If you would say you do this more, I want you to give a thumbs up. And if you would say I do this less, I want you to give a thumbs down, okay? More, thumbs up, everyone practice. Thumbs up, less, thumbs down, all right? Here's what the stats say, is that people your age spend 24 minutes a day on their phones browsing the internet. 
internet, internet. This is Safari. This is Google Chrome, internet. Okay, we're halfway there, okay? Uh, is it this? There's no way. This is blown out of the water. Everyone better put their thumbs up. Checking social media 30 minutes a day. This is not like 30 minutes. Like I'm talking 30 full minutes a day. Like, okay? Listening to music, and again, I think this is low, but 15 minutes per day. More, everybody, right? Is anybody down? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much up on all these. That's pretty bad. Playing games. Some, some, some vintage uh, Candy Crush people here. No? Okay. Text messaging, 11 minutes per day. You guys there? Text messaging? This one, there's no way. This says that only three minutes a day are spent on, on, uh, on smartphones taking pictures. Three minutes? Okay, uh, but here's the deal. You might take a picture for three minutes, but then everyone's on Visco Cam or Camera Plus, like editing upon editing upon editing upon editing, and then you put it in over because you've got to get that text in there, and then you put it on Instagram, right? You spent like an hour on one picture. Anyone else guilty of that? That's life, okay? Here's my point. We're all in this together. No, that we live in a Vinsta Witterbook world, all right? What we mean by that is the Vine, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, media, everything around us is saying this is the world we live in. We're, we're, the, we're the tech culture, and that's not bad, but let's talk about it. The lie tonight. Here's the lie. We're going to jump right in. Here's the lie tonight, and we're gonna, we kind of themed everything around technology. The lie tonight is that Jesus, write this down if you're taking notes, hopefully you are. Jesus is just an upgrade. Back in, uh, back in the day before iOS 7, a droid users, I'm sorry, I'm going to exclude you for a minute. I'm not, sure, I'm not sure how this all works on your phones. But on iPhones, uh, we used to have to update, update applications. Does that make sense? You used to get that screen. You know what I mean? iOS 7, thank the Lord. You don't even have to do that anymore. It just does it for you, okay? But that used to be what we used to get on iOS 6. And, and that, was, that was, we would get this little thing that would say three or two, and we'd click on it, and it would be, hey, there's some apps that need to be updated. And here's what, here's what that meant. Like for instance, says this is an app called Remote. This is what this would be. Um, we already have this application, but we're going to make it a little bit better than it already was, and so we're going to have an upgrade. And here's the deal. Sometimes it was good. Sometimes they had big, huge updates. Facebook would have an update where you can all of a sudden, you can tag people on your mobile device. <gasps> that was like two years ago. But it was like a huge deal. Like, how can I not tag this person, man? And then Facebook said... We have an upgrade for you. You can now tag people on social media, on your Facebook, on your phone. And so upgrades are basically taking a thing and making it better. Are we all cool with that? We all know what that is? That's an upgrade in our culture. Okay, here's the, here's the bottom line. A lot of people think that Jesus, a relationship with God, following Christ, what we talk about here all the time is just an upgrade. And here's what I mean by that. Is you got your life, you're doing your thing. I was 17, I was doing my thing. And next thing you know, Jesus came into my life and radically changed it. But here's what our culture says. Jesus is just kind of an upgrade. What that means is when I die, I get to go to heaven. Um, instead of sleeping in and doing nothing on Sundays, I get to go get my praise on. And there's just some added features to following Jesus. That's just what our culture says. Our culture, the lie that we hear is that Jesus is, is an upgrade. That Jesus is something that takes you and adds something to make it a little bit better. And here's how that plays in tonight is because honestly, it's a lie. The culture says you need to blend in, but be different, but blend in. Like if somebody asks you, are you a, are you a Christ follower? Absolutely. I go to church. I go to refuge. Um, my parents got Bible verses hanging up in the house. Uh, of course, I mean, we're a Christian family. But for the most part, the culture says it's okay for Christian students and even Christian adults to, to blend in. And I want you to, to hone in on that word. We're going to talk about that a lot. To blend in. 
And here's the reality. I think just straight up, we're not going to talk about specific things because I don't think that's healthy for you. But um, there's just some things that as a, as a person who loves God, you shouldn't be posting. There's some few things that, that, that as a Christian, you really shouldn't be putting in your ears. Just like Silas said in that video, the lie is that, that the fiction is that what I watch, listen to, and spend time doing, doing won't affect me. That's what our culture says. Man, just blend in. You're a Christian, but what you watch, listen to, and spend time doing won't really affect you. And here's the fact. It's a lie. What you watch, listen to, and spend time doing will affect you, and sometimes you won't even know it. And so the lie of our culture is that you, Jesus takes you and adds heaven at the end of your life, adds a few little perks, and you get to go to family Christian stores, and you get to go get your praise on on Sunday. But for the most part, you look just like your friends, and I look just like my friends with an added upgrade of Jesus. That's a lie. If you have your Bible, uh, Philippians chapter 2 is an awesome verse. We're going to talk about a little bit tonight, and then we're going to talk about a couple other verses. But here's, remember, I want you to remember the lie is Jesus is an upgrade, and, and really it's about blending in. But here's what Philippians chapter 2 says. If you don't have this verse, underline your Bible. Get that junk underlined. If you un- don't underline your Bible, don't worry about it. But this is huge. Here's what it says. It's something on the screen for you non-Bible people. Do everything without complaining or arguing. Man, let's just stop right there. That's pretty huge, okay? Like, that doesn't say, like, once you're older and once you don't have to live under your parents' roof anymore. Uh, No, that's like to all Christians, do everything without complaining or arguing. So that... You may become blameless and pure. Stop there. What's blameless and pure mean? Blameless is this Bible word that's really cool. It basically means, it basically means spotless or in, in a sense that nobody can look at Scott's life and say, man, let me just start writing out the things that Scott messes up on and Scott's sinful. Now, am I trying to say you have to be perfect? God expects you to be perfect? No. But there's this weird Bible word called blameless where it basically means nobody can come up to you and give you a list of things that you, uh, you uh, kind of fail in and, and say, well, you say this, but you do this. Blameless is, man, this person says this and to the best of they can, and they strive to, to honor God in those ways. It's not this double life. That's blameless. Children of God without fault. And this is, this is where the Bible gets crazy. In a crooked and depraved, those are pretty gnarly words. In a crooked and depraved generation in which you shine like stars in the universe. Here's what Paul, the guy who wrote this a couple thousand years ago, here's what he's saying. The culture that we live in is crazy, Philippian church. People are doing things they shouldn't be doing. They didn't have iPhones back then. They didn't have Vine or Instagram or Twitter. They didn't have all these ways that we have now to show our sin, but they're sinning all over the place. They're going for it and even says, you live in a crooked and depraved generation. Listen, I don't think I have to convince any of you, Christian or not Christian tonight, that's us too. We live in a crooked and depraved generation. What does that mean? Man, sometimes things just go on at your school and things go on at your house and things go on with your best friends. You're like whoa, I don't know if I'm cool with this. This is intense. This is crazy. The Bible says, when you're in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, that some of your Bibles might say perverse, some of you might say depraved, I want you to shine like stars in the universe. Shine like stars in the universe. I don't know, uh, we don't really see, if you grew up here like me, stars are, you kind of take them for granted because we don't really have them. All right, but like I've been in places, I used to go duck hunting all the time with my stepdad and we would go three hours up north and all of a sudden the Vegas lights don't matter anymore and you look up in the sky and what do you see? Just millions and billions and trillions of stars and you're like, dude, I, I can't even, even if I started trying to count these things, there's just no way. I mean, they're just everywhere. If you get in a night sky like that and what's the point? Stars 
contrast the darkness. There is a radical difference between what is blinking and what is black. Stars are completely different. That's why Paul here says, listen, you're in the midst of a crooked and and depraved generation. I don't care what the culture is saying, the fiction that they're laying out. You, Christian, I want you to shine like stars in the universe. Here's what I think he's saying. Don't blend in. In Vegas, the stars blend in. All the lights just kind of make one mess. We can't see the stars. But don't blend, not blending in is when you go three hours up north and you look up in the sky and you're like, wow, there is completely a difference between what's twinkling and what's black. It's totally different. So here's the truth tonight. The truth is that Christianity, following Jesus, a relationship with Christ, plug any of those in there, is radically different. And if you thought we've lost the... the Media, technology thing. We're going to get back there, but, but I want to lay some groundwork first. Here, here's what the lie says. Jesus is just an upgrade. The truth is, no, no, no. Jesus isn't an upgrade. Jesus is a new phone. We talked about this a few weeks ago. Jesus is, Jesus takes people in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, says this. You were a caterpillar, and now you're a butterfly. You're not like a little bit better caterpillar. You're a completely different creature. The Bible says as a believer in Jesus, and a lot of you are here tonight kind of wrestling with that or you're in that. Here's what it says. You were once one person and Jesus did something in you and now you're a different person. It's not an upgrade. You're a new person. The truth is that Christianity is radically different. Matthew chapter 5. If you have a Bible, Matthew 5 is really where we're going to spend the next 10, 15 minutes. Matthew chapter 5. Here is uh, how the Bible completely contradicts this blending in lie. Here's what it says. Matthew chapter 5, verse 14. You, that's Christians, that's believers in Jesus, you are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. And so what we want to do is I want to show you real quick. We're going to do this. Um, I believe there's three different people in this room right now. You're going to fall into one. I, I do this a lot of times. I want to help you guys try to see this. I believe all over the room tonight, whether you were right here, we got probably 70 students. I, if there was 3,000 people in the room, everybody falls into three categories, one of three categories. Here's the first one. There is people that really, really, really try to shine. Here's, the, here, here, here's your life. And there are people in this world, the Bible talks about it, we see these people who they really, really, really try to shine. You guys can hit the lights. And here's what happens. These people try to shine, but what happens? Man, they're saying, I want to be bright. I want to shine. I'm trying my hardest to do all the right things and to shine bright and to be a star in the midst of the blackness and to be a a light in the midst of darkness, but I, I, I don't know what's wrong. And here's the deal. Turn that light on. We're doing it all by ourselves. The Bible says this is religion. This is, this is trying your hardest to be someone you can never be apart from something helping you, from something doing it through you. The problem with this person is they try to be really good, but they don't have God. They try to be really bright and different for the sake of being different, but they have no electricity, no power, no help of any kind. And so here's what happens. People get really frustrated at this. Some of you guys are living this life right now. And you hear sermons like this, and maybe your parents are kind of preaching at you too. And you go, I don't get it. I'm trying to be really, really good. But a lot of us right now, we have no power source. We're just trying to do everything on our own. There's one group of people in the room tonight. 
But I believe, with all my heart, there's a second group of people in the room tonight. And the second group of people are people that are shining. In the midst of a crooked and perverse generation, man, your light is bright. And the Bible says, just like in this room right now, that where there's darkness, there's a light, and you can tell because it's, it's different. It's radically different. The Bible says that we are to shine like stars in the universe. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. You're going to hit those lights. Because this light's having a hard time. Hard time shining. Maybe some of you are there too. But here's the deal. Have you ever been driving in the middle of a, a me and my wife, we take road trips a lot because we like to drive and it's a whole lot cheaper than flying. Um, but have you ever uh, been driving and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to go to the bathroom so bad. And all I see is black. This is really bad if you're at night, obviously. And next thing you know, you like go over a hill and you see a city and you're like, thank God there's a bathroom. It's probably gonna be really ghetto and like a really weird gas station, but I'm cool with that. But I see the city on a hill. I'm coming down and I see the lights. Why? Because it stands out in the midst of the blackness. Here's the reality. The Bible doesn't say, the Bible, and, and maybe I'm just, I just love imagery like this. But when I see this, that's what the Bible calls you and I to live like. Listen, I, I think your friends are probably awesome. But here's the deal. Before you knew Jesus, you were dark too. I'm not saying darkness is, I'm not saying, you know, hate on them. And, and listen, we were all dark. We were all in darkness and totally left to ourselves before Jesus came in and did something about it. And some of you tonight are trying to do it all on yourself and you have no power to do that. But some of you guys would say, man, I, I'm shining. I share with my friends. I, I try to be, as the Bible called, blameless. And I do all that, not in my own power, but I'm trying to tap into Jesus and some of you are here tonight, and that's good. The Bible goes on to say in Matthew chapter 5, verse 15, Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. See, I think there's a third person. This is really where I want to spend the rest of our time. There's a third person in the house tonight, and it's the person who has the power, who has the electricity, but in every way of their lives, in the way that they interact with their family, in the way that they interact with the opposite sex, in the way that they interact with this media tech culture that I'm talking about, here's what they do. They go, I'm going into that scene. Yeah, don't see, there's no light to see here, there's nothing to see here. And here's what the Bible says, that's so foolish. Why would you do that? Why would somebody light a lamp and put it on a stand and then try to cover it up? No, man, let it shine so that other people in the house can see what's happening. But here's what I believe. In our culture, this happens all the time. We really, really, really love to shine when it's right to shine, but we love to hide when it gets weird to hide. We talked about this the first week, but it's specifically in the area of media and technology and, and what you post and what you listen to and what you're watching and what you're putting in your brain. The Bible says, let your light so shine before men. Don't hide it. That's foolish. Not only is that foolish, that's hurtful to you because then you start to like what's dark. And then when the light comes on, it's miserable for you. And that's what I really want to get on. Just so you know, this right here is the most miserable life you could live. And I've lived it and some of you have lived it. The life that has the light and has the power of Christ and everything that the Bible promises, but we try our best to hide it. We're miserable. We're, we're way more miserable than the person with no power. 
because we have the power and it's painful and really, really is not fun or enjoyable or joyful to try and hide it. The Bible says and the truth says Christianity is radically different. So here's what I want to do to kind of bring this down to the ground level, to kind of maybe get you in your comfort zone a little bit. Think about your life. What does this look like practically for you? Here's what I believe. I believe there's a lot of lies that you and I listen to when it comes to music and movies and what you post and the video games you play and the things that you let inside your heart and your head. Here's what the Bible says. What goes inside your heart is what your life is going to play out. Am I saying the only music you can listen to is SOS radio? No, I'm not saying that. I don't want, in your small groups, you can talk about kind of ground level specifics. We're not going to do that here. But there's just some stuff that's out there that the culture says, this is number one on iTunes, you better get it, that you should have nothing to do with. There's some movies that I don't care if the number one in the box office and Rotten Tomatoes gave it a 99, you just shouldn't go near it because it's not good for you and it's not good for what's inside of you. Because whatever goes in is coming out. And a lot of times what that means is we go, oh man, I want to go see that movie. I want to get that new album. I want to post that picture because it makes me look good. Or I want, to, I, want to, I want to say that or say this or do this or do that because it makes me look good. It kind of furthers my agenda. The culture says, man, just blend in. You're a Jesus follower. You can blend in a little bit. The Bible says, no, shine. The only way you shine is when there's blackness, darkness, and light. We've talked about this before, but could you imagine if all these lights started popping up all over your school, in the midst of a crooked and depraved generation, again, that's not my words, that's the Bible, because you imagine if some people started rising up to say, man, this is how I want to live. I want to shine like a star in this Green Valley High School universe. I want to shine like a star in this Dell Webb classroom. And it's dark, but God has given me power in him, and he's given me a light, and I want to shine. Just like the Bible says in Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, let your light so shine before men that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. What's that mean? They're going to see in you something that they don't have. And they're going to go, wait, what is that? That's, that's not, I don't see that a lot of places. Don't, don't read past that stuff in the Bible like it's not there for a reason. There's a reason there's a contrast here between dark and light. Because somebody's going to see that and go, hey, whoa, I want that. He's not pursuing the things that the world said bring you joy, but he's joyful. He's not, she's not doing all the things that girls at age 17 are supposed to do, but she's secure and she's confident. She's got something that I don't have. And they're going to go, what's up with that? That's my story. I saw some Christians and Christians all of a sudden weren't really weird people like some of the other Christians I met. They were like really cool people. They had something deep down that I didn't have. And I go, what is that? And so for a year, I just searched and said, man, what's going on here? Why is there such a difference between you and I? We go to the same school. We eat the same bad lunches. We sit in the same classes. But something is different about you. There's a joy. There's, a, there's something in you. And what, what is that? That's the light of Jesus in you. And he says, let that shine so that they may see what you do and see who you are and go, I want that. And in the culture of media and what we listen to and watch and pursue. And listen, I'm not saying. Some of you here now, you go, man, well, 
I mean, this person's lyrics are super bad, but my mom said I can listen to it. Or man, this, this video game, I love it and it's, it's amazing, but my parents let me play it. Or this movie, we, man, we went and saw it as a family. Hear, hear me very, very clearly. I want everyone in the room to just hone in, hear you very, very clearly. You should honor and respect your parents 100%. The Bible says, honor your father and mother. That doesn't end when you go to college. Like I at 27 is supposed to honor my father and mother. But here's what I wanna tell you. Just because your mom or dad said you can do something doesn't mean it's healthy for your relationship with God. And that's not hating on your parents. Listen, they are, God put you in their lives and you, they're your parents because God said, I want those people to be his parents, her parents. But sometimes we are allowed to do things that we still shouldn't do because we're not in hope for kids anymore. We're in a refuge here, junior high, high school. You're gonna have to start making some decisions and go, okay, even though yes, in this house, I can do this. I'm not sure it's healthy for me to do that. Does that mean you go, mom, I can't believe you're letting me do this. This is against the Bible. No, 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 no. You still honor your father and mother, but you, you, you can go as a 16-year-old. This, still, this isn't healthy for me to do. Just because I'm allowed to doesn't mean I should. That's huge. And don't hear me wrong on that. Honor your father and mother, but just because they tell you you can doesn't mean you should. Say, Scott, man, this is super legalistic. What am I supposed to do? Go home and delete all my bad songs that got the little E for explicit next to it? What am I supposed to do? Not see any movies that are rated R? What am I supposed to do? Not play any video games that have the M on it? What am I supposed to do? Listen, I want you to talk about that in your small group. But what I want you to, to be the rule, and your leaders know this, and we need to know this, and this is for me, man. I, I had to wrestle this week. I got some stuff I shouldn't have on my iPhone. I got some, some movies on my list of movies to see that I shouldn't have on my list of movies to see. Why? Because what goes in comes out. That doesn't end when you go to college. That is always forever in the life of a human. What goes in you will come out somehow. So be careful. And what we said earlier is so true. We can't let the culture dictate what the Bible says. A lot of people try to do that. Well, come on, man. I mean... I know this Christian went and saw that movie or this Christian has that on their iPod or this, these, these, these Christian girls posted those pictures. They were all together in this picture at the pool. Why, why can't we do that? Listen, I'm not saying you can't do that, but you need to let the cult, not the culture dictate what the Bible says, but what the Bible does is it dictates how we live in 2013 in this culture. It's timeless. If you get nothing else out of refuge, you're gonna hear me keep saying that. The Bible is timeless and no matter where you are in the world today, sixth grade, eighth grade, 11th grade, in college, as a leader, the Bible speaks to your life. And even tonight, and shine, why? Because you're living in the midst of a crooked and depraved generation. 2,000 years ago, that was true for Paul in the city of Philippi. In 2013, in Las Vegas, Boulder City, Henderson, it's the same. So shine like stars in the universe. I'm gonna challenge you, Ben, you guys can go ahead and come up. We did this a couple years ago. I want to challenge you tonight. Because here's the reality. Even more than it was in 2013, what you put on your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram, whatever, your little TwitCon or whatever you want to call it, the thing that people go, oh, that's, that's Swerthington. That's my, that's my name, okay? That, that, that's him. It's got his name and it's got his picture. That in today's culture is the same as me in 2004 when I went to high school walking through the halls with something taped to my forehead. It's, it's like that out there. That's how it is. You, don't, you, don't, you can't hide what your TwitCon is or your profile picture or whatever it is. And so here's what we challenge everyone to do. And again, nobody's gonna say, if you don't do this, you're a bad Christian. We wanna challenge you with something. 
if we are to shine like stars in the universe and we are to let our light so shine before men that they see something different and they turn to God because of it, we want to challenge you. We're just going to call it the, the shine bright challenge. Go ahead and put that on the screen. It's a graphic we made a few years ago. Some of you guys have already done this a couple years ago. But um, right now that's on our website, VegasRefuge.com. And what we're asking is, man, grab your phone. Go home if you don't have a smartphone. Again, we're not hating on that. Some, I, honestly, I think it's great if you don't have a smartphone. Sometimes I wish I never got one, okay. But uh, go home or do it later. But basically here's what we're asking, man. Save that picture. I'm going to do it. Some of our leaders are going to do it. Save that picture and put that as your Instagram profile picture. Put that as your Facebook picture. Put that as any picture that people see. Again, maybe you're like, whoa, dude, that's pretty crazy. Hey, this is just like me walking into basic high school and saying, uh, here, this is what I'm about. That's just how it is in our culture today. What you put on your Facebook and your Twitter and your Instagram, that's how it is. So what if we were to start shining in just a small little way? And then there's some instructions right above the picture on our website. It's just got an explanation that you can, you can like tweet it and say, hey, here's why I put this as my picture. And it's just an explanation of a very basic version of what we just talked about. Here's why we think it's important to shine bright. Here's why I put this as my profile picture, because I'm the light of the world. So that's just an easy challenge. Again, nobody's going to say, man, if you don't do this, you must not love Jesus. No, that's not our heart tonight. Our heart tonight is just give you practical ways to evaluate what's in your life and say, am I letting the culture dictate how I live as a Christian? Or am I letting Jesus and in me and through me dictate how I react to the culture? This is a small little way to say, man, I'm I'm a light of the world. The Bible says I'm to shine bright. Go ahead and bow your heads. I just want to walk us through a few little questions that we're going to talk about in our small group. And then we're going to sing some more. If you were totally honest tonight, just in your own head, don't raise your hand, don't say anything to your neighbor. Which of the three light bulbs that we talked about tonight would you be? We had the guy that was really trying to be good with no power. We had the one that was shining bright, completely dark in here, and there was a shining bright light. And then there was the one that really tries their hardest to cover up the bright light that they are. If you're honest tonight, who are you? Which one are you? Where do you struggle most? In the area of entertainment and culture, again, we're not saying that stuff's bad. We're saying it can be bad. And it's very wise as a seventh grader or a 12th grader to evaluate what you're listening to, what you're watching, what you're allowing in you. What do you struggle with the most, man? What, is, it, is it music? Is it movies? Is it what you watch on TV? Is it what you post? Is it video games that you play? What needs to change on those things? Again, not legalism, wisdom. Not I have to do this to make God happy. Man, I, I know this doesn't align and help me and it's not healthy for my relationship with God. What do I need to delete tonight? There's some things that I need to go home and delete tonight because it's not healthy for me. What are the things that you need to be careful before you hit post on Instagram? You need to think, does this help or hinder people? Does this elevate me or elevate who God is in me? tonight in your small group. You're going to talk about how you do this together. That's what we're here for, man. Accountability. I can't do this alone. I need to talk to some people in my life and say, hey, help me, help me do this better. Because Jesus has called me to be a light in a dark world. Help me do this better.